0: It's time for episode three hundred and seventy-seven of the Clockwise podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December sixteenth, two thousand twenty. Clockwise for people for tech topics, thirty minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast. The jingles all the way. I'm your co-host Dan Morn, and I am joined across this internet of hours by my good friend, my pal, my dungeon buddy, Mr. Micah Sargent. How you doing today, Micah?
1: Jingle jangle and ho ho ho, Dan. I am doing well pal i don't know where else i can go with that so thank you <laughs> and keep, have a good day keep talking keep talking all right
0: well <laughs> it's a good show everybody <laughs> goodbye uh no we're just getting started for our 30 minute show where we cover four tech topics with two wonderful guests to my left this week a returning guest a uh, visual effects artist and the co-host of defocused over at the incomparable it's joe Steele, joe Rosensteel. hi joe how you doing
2: hi i'm fine all things considered
0: <laughs> Say, I, everything must come with
1: an asterisk these days <laughs> that is a different podcast um uh, but thank you also to Shelley brisbane who is to my left the web editor and producer at the texas standard and of course the uh host of parallel right here on relay welcome back to the show Shelley.
3: Thanks, Micah. I'm doing well. Also, asterisk. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 2020, everybody. Well, let's dive into our topics. I'll kick it off. I've recently been playing around with a service called Integromat, which is one of those web services that you can create like workflows that connect different web services. So things like Zapier or IFTTT. Um, And I'm kind of curious to know if you've played around with those things at all, if you've used them for any cool tasks or whether that's just a thing that you don't bother with.
2: Joe? Uh, I have an Ift account and I used it for something and I don't remember what it was. And that's the end of my story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, I have used IFTTT. I have used Zapier. Um, and yes, that is how it's pronounced to talk to the people there. Um, and in Integromat I've never heard of, but now I'm going to have to look it up. Um, I like these services for... Uh, I used to have one set up where if I posted something on Instagram, it would take the raw photo and post it on Twitter as its own deal. And then I shut that off um, because I didn't want it anymore. But yeah, uh, I have several different integrations set up and some at work uh, that I use. And Occasionally I'll delve back in and, and think of new ways to use it. What about you, Shelly?
3: I have Ifttt as well and I used it for something similar. I think it was make Facebook posts go to Twitter or Twitter to Facebook back when I was in the pockets of both of those giant social networks. And I love the idea of these services. I I kind of need them to help make me aware of what they can do for me. Not, not that they should actually personally come to my house and automate for me. <laughs> I cool. guess I just look at the broad landscape of the service and I'm sometimes not sure how to use it. And I, I do give IFTTT, T, how many Ts, uh, <laughs> credit because they do a good job of saying, well, here are here's a bunch of services over here on the left and here's a bunch on the right and here's some suggestions. And it's actually kind of reminding me that I need to go back and do that. And I I've, I've not heard, heard of Integromat either. Uh, but maybe that's something fun to try in my copious free time. I'm uh, I'm I I would love to do it more. I just have not.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that comes up. It's kind of like short, shortcuts on your uh, iPhone or iPad where it's like it come sometimes figuring out like what is a thing that I can do that will actually save me time is the hard part. And then when you think of something you're like, "Oh, I wonder if I could automate that somehow." Uh, then you realize, like, oh, this is, these tools are super powerful and great, but coming up with the the pro, the thing that you want to do, I think sometimes is the most challenging. Integramat I stumbled across because I was trying to use. Zapier um and it didn't integrate with Discord which was something I was trying to uh, play around with for this project uh, or it did sorry it did integrate with Discord it didn't do the things i needed it to do its, it's integrations with Discord were very limited and i stumbled across Integramat which has a much much more powerful Discord integration and i really like it it's got a great interface it's very friendly uh, i've always been a little frustrated with Zapier because i like the power of it but i find the interface a little clunky and so um, IntegraMAT has this really great graphical sort of uh, look at it, and it's much easier for my me to sort of wrap my head around what's happening in a workflow. Um, and I made this really fairly complex one for a, uh, a team project I'm working on, and um, it works great, I have to say. I was really impressed by it, and it's very competitive with those other services, and I hope it causes all of them to raise their game a bit as they you know, have these various advantages, each of them. Uh, but thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's move to our second topic,
2: which comes from Joe. So recently, Warner Media, part of AT and T, made the decision to release their first day and uh, their their films for twenty twenty one day and date in theaters on HBO Max. Uh, and they didn't consult with any filmmakers or financial partners, uh, with the exception of uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which they had already talked to all of them about. Uh, and that they are doing this to pump up their subscribers for next year. They know that people aren't going to be going to the theaters at least for the first major part of 2021 um but a lot of people including the filmmakers and financial partners are skeptical of this push uh because hbo now has only grown from 8 million activated accounts uh, in the second quarter to uh, 12 million this last quarter uh, which is not that much when you compare it to disney plus which has grown to 126 million subscribers all over the globe and HBO now, uh, I'm sorry, HBO Max is not that uh, global at all. And they don't really have any international plans. Uh, the overseas plan is still going to be, hope your theater's open. And, you know, you look at something like that and you ask, you know, who is signing up for HBO Max that doesn't already have it? Are these people who would rather see these things in theaters if there's a vaccine available at the latter half of 2021? And what kind of... Uh, what what kind of growth could they expect to see and financial benefit could they expect to see um, from from doing this? So just like all my other appearances, I'm going to ask all of you if you're subscribed to HBO uh, Max and you're going to say no, or you're considering it, or it's your favorite thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for me, yes, I am subscribed to HBO Max. Uh, almost ex... Wait... What is never mind i was gonna say almost exclu- <laughs> i i definitely am subscribed to hbo max but i don't recall why i am um, That's,
0: oh like 90 90 of people subscribe to hbo max
1: yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of what's on there because i definitely was watching a show on hbo max um and and so there was a reason for me to have it but now i don't re- remember what it was oh um it's it was uh Oh, good golly. I can't think of what it's called now. Um, but there was a show I was watching there. Um, and I am excited to see the Wonder Woman show. But for the most part, as I think I said last week, I'm not a movie person in general. So I'm not really into movies and won't be uh, watching too many movies. Um, but Wonder Woman seems kind of cool. Shelley, what about you?
3: I'm not. I mean, I'm notoriously cheap and fickle when it comes to streaming services anyway. And HBO Max still, regardless of what's on it, it still has the highest price of any major streaming service. So if you start there, unless you convince me that there's some specific content that I need to watch on that service, then the conversation is over. I mean, I don't even subscribe to Disney Plus, but I'm a weirdo who doesn't like Marvel movies. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, if you're going to have a questionable value proposition relative to, oh, why do I want to be on HBO Max? Which I think is a pretty good question. You better come up with something like price or ease of access or something like that. Uh, And they haven't done that, it seems.
0: I am a subscriber, and that's because I was a subscriber to HBO before that. Uh, Both HBO Now at one point and HBO Go, because life was confusing. Um. And that was because it was sort of like an ongoing, um, you know, there were shows that I was watching. It was, there was Game of Thrones for a little while. Uh, there was the John Oliver show, which I enjoy. There was Watchmen. There was Lovecraft Country. And so, like, there That's was kind it. of like... Yeah, I knew it was it, Micah. I was waiting for you to <laughs> uh, But, like, you know, it, it seemed like they were pretty good at keeping, like, a show on at, like, at a time that I was interested enough in watching to subscribe. And there is a pretty good backlog of all the HBO stuff as well as much warner stuff though not all of it like they they were you know they're struggling a lot more because unlike disney they sold all their stuff off for parts overseas and that's why they're having trouble getting it all back um so i am excited to see wonder woman i'm glad that they're releasing these things online it's it's actually something that i'm a little frustrated with disney about because i've (laughs) i was looking forward to seeing black widow and it's still never coming out on disney plus at least for another six months eh, probably um, I think that they um the the idea is nice it makes sense for them to bolster their uh their subscriber base. I think the way they went about it they kind of had backed themselves into a corner um they didn't want to pay more money to all these filmmakers and the people working on these productions and uh especially when that was money, they were not going to recoup uh by having it in the theater as expected uh and so I think that the way they did that was. Extremely unfortunate and probably a bad move may hurt them long term, but who knows? They're a big company, so maybe not. Um, Generally, though, I I think that I will go back to the movies eventually, but it's going to be, I think, you know, right now looking at the state of the world, it's going to be like a year from now, like maybe Christmas next year might be uh, the opportunity to go back into movie theater. But I'm glad that I'll at least have some some film content to watch along the way. Uh, But I'm not sure how much that will really help the bottom line for them. Joe, any last thoughts to wrap us up here?
2: Yeah, um, and, and I think something that uh, both all three of you kind of touched on is a lot of people don't understand the HBO account dynamic of like whether or not they have it or uh, whether or not uh, HBO Max is something that needs to be separately paid for if they already have an H- HBO subscription. I think they've done a poor job of communicating that. Uh, and I think that that is a problem that perhaps they should be maybe focus on tackling and uh mm-hmm. i hope that it's not at the expense of uh these films which may just you know sit on the digital equivalent of a dusty shelf um uh, as people don't realize that they could watch it and i hope that the people who are eager to to see these things aren't spoiled by uh, everybody at vulture who has an hbo max subscription screen <laughs> capping everything um and posting it on twitter um so ho- hopefully everybody can just uh, chill
0: yeah, that's that's just good for 2021. Hopefully everyone can just chill. That's the motto. All right, that's two topics down, two topics left to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise and this week's episode is brought to you by the Intrazone by Microsoft SharePoint. Look, we are all stuck indoors, and especially now if you live where I live and it gets a lot colder, you're just not going anywhere. But we need something to be entertained by, and amidst all the myriad of streaming services, sometimes you need to do other stuff. You can't watch TV or a movie while you're trying to wash the dishes, for example. So it's great to find new podcasts to listen to. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, The Interzone is a biweekly podcast with conversations and interviews on how Microsoft SharePoint, OneDrive, and related tech can work for you. You'll hear from guest experts behind the scenes and out in the field so you can see how SharePoint fits into your everyday work life to easily share and manage content, knowledge, and applications. Each show covers a bunch of segments like news and announcements, focus topic of the week, guest perspectives, FAQs of the week, and upcoming events. And just so you have an idea of what to expect, I want to tell you about some of the topics you might be interested in that were on previous episodes. They've discussed working from home, which is relevant to some of you probably. They've also figuring out how to uh, create an intelligent internet in your organization and they did an episode talking about API and teamwork, too, which you should give a try. Uh, I listened to an episode recently where they talked with a partner from the uh, the director of information at the Special Olympics Canada, which was kind of interesting because they talked about all the needs for that organization, how they sort of have to centralize everything, put everything in a single digital location in order to get their work done, um, moved away from the competitor services and sort of streamlined all their contents. Um, and you know, obviously, it's a very interesting organization with a with a great cause behind it, and sort of figuring out how they deploy that to the most effective way possible. Made for uh, some good listening there. Go and check it out now. Just search for the Interzone wherever you get your podcasts. That's I N T R A Z O N E, or just click the link in the show notes. Check it out now. Our thanks to the Interzone by Microsoft SharePoint for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. Halftime is
1: over. Micah, what is your topic? Apple Fitness Plus, Apple's streaming subscription service for studio uh, workouts is here. And I'm curious, do you have an interest in using this service? And if not, um, do you use any other apps or services or methods for fitness? And there is no shame in any answer, and we shall begin. Shelly.
3: I am interested. Uh, I haven't signed up for it. I have a few uh, questions and concerns about it. I'd, I'd actually like to, and I haven't looked on the site yet, I'd like to see some, some video demos and just sort of see how it works. And I have a specific reason for that because I'm concerned about the accessibility of these uh, workouts. I don't know, for example, whether somebody with a vision impairment can follow along or whether it's do like I'm doing now. And I know there's a lot of uh, Apple TV uh, uh, data information that can be put on the screen, which is a great idea. And that may or may not work with me when I'm some distance from my screen and can't see what's going on. So that's not a criticism of the service. That's just wanting to know whether it specifically is for me. Um, I've not really used fitness programs a lot for that reason I have a stationary bike that I actually do, do still ride it has never and I'm very proud of this never ever had clothing hanging on it at any time <laughs> nice so, <laughs> that's an accomplishment just yes, those yes, no small feet right so so yeah I'm I'm kind of excited about it and um I hope that there'll be an opportunity to sort of try it try before I buy so to speak
0: yeah I am also interested I haven't signed up yet and I don't have one of the Apple one bundles that includes it um, I do get a I guess a free month as a Apple Watch owner, which I'm planning on giving a try at some point. Um I haven't really done I, I've once or twice done like some of the Nike has a fitness app that has sort of classes on it. And I've used that a little bit, but I've always found it a bit frustrating because it didn't play well with the Apple TV. Um, you know, you kind of had to do the whole thing where you like mirror your display and then the phone would shut off and you, the timer would stop and it would get really confusing. So the, the sort of integration aspect of it, I'm really looking forward to. My biggest challenges are I don't really have a great space to work out in the house and the room that like, you know, our living room where the TV is, like there's only really a small strip of carpet like right in front of the TV, which is not particularly ideal i'm also a little curious about how it works if you have multiple people in a household who want to do the same workout um i think you can sync at least one apple watch at the time but i guess the other person has to like do a thing on their own and sort of you know jury rig it a little bit um but that said i'm really interested i've heard that the the quality of the videos is really well put together um and it seems like uh, having a range of activities including the stuff for beginners is great especially since I don't know if I qualify myself as a beginner, but after eight months of being stuck inside, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, and to Shelly's point about the accessibility, I don't know about for people with visual uh, impairment, but the I had heard mention that they have ASL uh, interpreters mm-hmm. on screen, which I thought sounded super cool. So hopefully they've taken uh, other challenges like that into account as well. Uh, Joe, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm not going to use this um, just because it's not the style of... Uh, exercise that i usually seek out uh, I, don't, I don't tend to do well with structured classes um where it's to follow along with something um but i don't disparage anyone for using it so it's it's good that it exists out there for people who are in this very popular category um especially if you uh if you are somebody who likes uh, peloton or whatever uh but you have a, a, a more convenient and uh Less expensive way. If you have an Apple One bundle that you can put this into, um, then you you can go about it that that route um, rather than signing up for and getting the hardware for um, something m- much more expensive, I suppose. But I just. It, it's it's not for me specifically and to the point about the living room thing um i have space in the living room i don't want anyone to see me in the living room exercising there uh it it is not appropriate for that because it is sort of we we bought the wrong kind of solar shades um so i don't want anyone to, <laughs> to see through uh but i can uh watch in my office i just don't have an apple tv there and i don't want to buy another apple tv to do at fitness class in another room um so i think there's some part of that that's a little clunky uh but but that that would be my my main reservation if i wanted to do this um if i if i got a curious enough to try it out you don't have an ipad i have an ipad but i don't want to work out with an ipad ah uh, i see it's so um, it's, it's what? tiny so it's so tiny 10 inches <laughs> yeah okay that's it's a right. workout for ants. Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, Thank you all for your answers on that one. I uh, am most excited about the dance workouts, um, as one might imagine. Uh, Leo Laporte and I did a little part of a dance workout on iOS today, uh, yesterday, and it was quite fun. Um, That said this is going to be something that I don't know um, if it's going to beat out Supernatural for me as the way that I want to work out. Supernatural is a VR app for the Oculus Quest 2. Uh, I imagine for other Oculus devices and other VR devices, but that's where I use it. Um, Mike, I'm very sad because you're just like, oh, you work out the Supernatural? I, <laughs> I was like, I like that I, show. I was, I was oh, trying sorry.
0: not to say Never it's mind. favorite it's show fine. this entire
2: time.
1: <laughs> it's an app. It's an app. I'm sorry. Um, and it's uh, a lot of fun and very engaging. And so, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I am very happy with... Um, how fitness looks so far, Fitness Plus looks so far, and I like the democratization of um, fitness classes. I think that's good. Alrighty, folks, let us move on to our final topic, which comes from Shelley.
3: So today, Facebook placed ads in at least three major newspapers, the New York Times, Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal, attacking Apple for its initiative to uh, allow uh, people to opt in for ad tracking, which will be coming next year. And instead of saying, oh, woe is me, Facebook, it basically said Apple is harming small businesses, because what this initiative does is prevent advertisers from getting access to the kind of data they need to personally target you for advertising. And so Facebook has decided hey, it sounds better if we say this will hurt small businesses who are our advertisers than to complain about its harm to us. So my question to you is, is this an entirely cynical ploy on Facebook's part, or do they have a point in terms of small business? And finally, what is a full-page newspaper ad in 2020?
0: (laughs) Everything about this is hilarious to me. Um, I love the idea of Facebook taking out a full-page newspaper ad, because I'm thinking, like you said, who is... Who is reading those? (laughs) Like I saw uh, the only way I saw this was people taking pictures of it and posting it online. And I guess in that sense, sure, there are still, you know, plenty of people who read newspapers and maybe they're targeting a very specific Segment. I mean, in some ways, like, you know, it is targeted advertising, right? Like, because they're they're looking at the people who are still reading newspapers, some of whom may be people in a position to uh, affect policy, whether it be politicians or, uh, you know, people who run large corporations. Uh, they may also be trying to appeal to those small business owners in areas where a, a newspaper might reach better than something like that. But it's also funny because, you know, they're Facebook and you think they would just post something on Facebook. Um, in addition, the idea that Facebook is there sticking up for the little guy is pretty hard to stomach. I mean, everything that we've seen about Facebook is suggests that it doesn't really get much into altruism it is going to be hit hard by this because it makes a ton of money off advertising and that is the reason it doesn't want this sort of apple anonymous tracking thing to take place um so i am on the super cynical side of this which is i think facebook has done this entirely out of their own self-interest and they're just using small business as a argument for why they think it's bad for everybody Truth of the matter is, come on, like uh, advertising, it, certainly it's always been targeted. And it's as long as the, um, you know, it's the, our lives have been online, they've been using any information they can get to target better. But like, that doesn't mean they're guaranteed that information. There's no reason uh, that you should feel like people are deserve to have your information. So from my perspective, I think that Facebook's just trying to keep itself relevant
2: here. And uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to work. That's my feeling. Joe, what about you? Uh, I yeah, this is cynical. Um, and like one of the things that they point out, uh, the, the damage that will be done is a is a cut, sixty percent cut in sales for every ad dollar they spend. Um, and so it's just, well, who sets the ad rates for like that stuff? Isn't it? Isn't it Facebook? Um, <laughs> since the I don't know. It, it's just. I'm not in marketing, but it just seems like uh, they, they're trying to, to say this is Apple's fault when really it's Facebook's fault. And if they were really concerned about small businesses, like, remember when uh, they told all the small businesses to have Facebook pages uh, instead of websites and that people could go there and uh, then they d- withheld their, uh, their reach from uh, appearing in customer feeds or whatever, unless mm-hmm. you paid Facebook in order to receive the priority to appear there? Um so it's a little disingenuous uh would be generous to say it's it's a lot <laughs> disingenuous it's It's really uh, a very cynical ploy to try to frame this as a, as a situation that Apple is causing um and this is definitely something that it falls squarely on facebook's business practices um for why it would hurt the people if they choose to uh to keep their their business model the way it is.
1: Yeah, the uh, I agree. I mean, I think we're all on the same page here. It's incredibly cynical. Um I f- don't think that there's anything else to this other than Facebook scrambling to continue to uh make money as it needs to. Um you know, it, 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 Mark Zuckerberg's voice plays over and over again in my head. Senator, we sell ads. Senator, we sell ads. <laughs> Senator, we sell ads. Um that's what they do and this is something that uh, affects them, and so they're upset about it, and they're trying to do whatever they can. But by goodness and by golly, you make such a good point, Shelley, that a full-page news favor ad, what even is that? Uh, you you want to go be a skywriter, like pay a skywriter instead? That might be better. Um, yeah, it, it feels more of a, a, a grand gesture, as it were, and I don't think that that grand gesture is going to mean a whole lot, because at the end of the day... Even as a, a former um, journalist in terms of you know writing and, and uh, video production, and now uh, in the job that I have today, where we are ad supported, I do not uh, prioritize any of that over people's uh, personal data protection and privacy. and so that is more important to me uh, as a human being, and I think that Facebook flies in the face of that uh last thoughts on that shelley
3: i think part of it too is a means by which facebook wants to get on the right side of the attacks on big tech from from politics and that's why the word apple was put in the headline they didn't just say people who have mobile platforms they said apple is basically doing this to you small business because they would like to deflect attention away from themselves in political contexts and, I mean, it, it it just doesn't seem like it's even that persuasive either, regardless of the whole full-page newspaper ad, which is hilarious. Where were people advertising before they advertised in Facebook? They were advertising in newspapers. Uh, so, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, but but, it, but it, it just seems like it's not something that is even going to be that meaningful to small business people, I don't think, because people who are – Actually, benefiting from advertising in in Facebook, the the ad rate point that Joe made is is actually a a really good one. Uh, People are going to have to find other platforms. People are going to have to find other methods of advertising, which, of course, is what's going to do Facebook the most harm if people say, hey, there's there's a different place where I can advertise my business or there's a different strategy. I follow a couple of businesses that during the pandemic have actually used Facebook, but not in terms of advertisement. They have loyalty groups and they have. programs where they link you from facebook to another site so that you can get their menus and that sort of thing and so they have found creative ways to use facebook but they're not saying you know what we need to do we need to run more ads
0: (laughs) yep that's where we're at all right that is four topics which means we have just enough time for a bonus topic but before we get to the bonus topic i want to tell you about our other sponsor today this week's episode is brought to you by our very good friends at linode Whether you're working on a personal project or managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. You can simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linux virtual machines, helping you develop, deploy, and scale your modern applications faster and easier. Quite frankly, anything that can make your workflow faster and easier is worth checking out. Linode has 11 global data centers and provides 24 seven human support 365 days a year. So you never have to be stuck without support night or day holiday or not. Linode's there. No tears or handoffs regardless of your plan size. And you can check it out for free. Get started right now on Linode today with $100 in free credit for listeners of Clockwise by going to linode.com slash Clockwise. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances, you can use your $100 credit on S3 compatible object storage or managed Kubernetes and more. So head to linode.com slash Clockwise and click on the create free account button to get started. Go there now. Check it out. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. The bonus topic. Well, we've got a couple of film aficionados on the show today, so I have to ask what's your favorite holiday movie, Joe? Uh,
2: <laughs> elf. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> 1951's A Christmas Carol, starring Alastair Sim. That's the oh, nice. A Christmas Carol in my heart. Shelly?
3: Well, I'm going to go retro as well, as is my brand. Uh, it's 1944's I'll Be Seeing You with Joseph Cotton and Ginger Rogers. It's kind of a tearjerker, but it's great. Nice.
0: All right. Uh, if I were doing that whole, like, getting into that debate about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I might pick Die Hard, but I won't. I'll pick Miracle on 34th Street, the original, of course, with Edmund Gwen, please. All right. That brings us to the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, Joe Rosensteele, Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And, of course, Shelley Brisbane. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: And, Michael, will be back next week. We'll squeeze in one more show before Christmas. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the